2: interesting welcome welcome back to hour two on a friday the last show of 2022 for us we'll back be back on tuesday starting off 2023 properly of course if you're just tuning in Brass Cookin' beats iowa last night 66 50 in basketball good win for the huskers to end the year mm-hmm. they beat creighton and iowa in the same month beautiful yeah. beautiful speaking of beautiful we have a. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> I like having old friends on the show. Yes. I like having old friends on the show. Now, Man, this is a dear Parker friend. Gabriel was your colleague at the Journal Star, Lincoln Journal Star, for a couple years. A few years is great. And he has moved on to Denver, the Denver Post, mm-hmm. where he covers the Broncos. Used to be on with us every Wednesday for Double Barrel Wednesday.
1: Yeah, he did. And we're
2: reprising that for a Friday for one time. Parker, great to have you
0: back. How are things in the land of Colorado?
1: Oh, they're going great, guys. How are you, Parker? It's great to is, hear your voice thanks,
0: again. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's oh, six o'clock out there. It's six ten. Yeah,
1: S- yeah, six o'clock. Yeah, you got you got people. Uh, you know, texting in the show from Boulder. So, yes. You know, it's, it's not too early to uh, be up and around in the mountain time
0: zone. Yeah, we have some listeners out there. We do a lot of Colorado listeners. So let's get down to it. You and Jake. Are, I mean, now Jake is a gigantic NFL fan, so hit him, hit him. Well,
2: uh, Parker, I mean, there's a lot of things to. I mean, you go out there your first year covering Denver. They're supposed to be, after getting Russell Wilson, a Super Bowl contender. They have you know Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, a great defense. Instead, they got they're out of the playoffs as of a couple weeks ago. Russ was terrible this year. Let's let's start off with, I guess, in your your opinion, Russell Wilson, the quarterback coming from the Seahawks. What has happened to him this year what happened to Russ is he salvageable
1: yeah yeah they still have all those things Jerry Judy Cortland Sutton a great defense and they're 4-11 uh, and <laughs> and they fired their coach yes um, they were the fifth team in the Super Bowl era to fire a first-year coach before he finished the season so it hasn't gone well obviously and I think obviously a part of that is is the quarterback play um, it's it's you know Jake it's 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 hard to tell um, everyone you talk to. Like a couple of months ago, I talked to Kurt Warner yeah. um, about the quarterback and he, he basically said, you know, I mean, if when you watch him, it is just, it's apparent that he's not playing well, but it's so bad. in at times hmm. um, that it's difficult to figure out what's going wrong. If he's not <laughs> seeing the defense, right. If he's not, um, you know, comfortable with what's going on. If he doesn't trust, You know, the guys that he's playing with, they've got to a point over the course of the season where they've been one of the most injured teams in the NFL. That's that's obviously not the only reason they're bad. But one of the things it looks like is you just, he doesn't know exactly who he's going to be out there with every week, and then it sort of cascades from there. So I don't think it's one thing. Um, He's really struggled. There's been times like the second half against Kansas City, um, which I know caused some consternation from people in. In uh, in Nebraska, there's a lot of Chiefs fans there, um, and then you know there's been there's been pockets where it looked sort of like it's supposed to look, but overall uh, it's been really bad. I mean, the guy's got 12 touchdowns and, and nine interceptions so far
0: this season. But what you you know you reported this yesterday, uh, you know, there's a, you wrote a story about Jerry Judy defending Russ. I think some other players are defending Russ. Is is some of what? Is some of the narrative about Russ, particularly the negative elements, is it overblown a little bit? Because you're seeing guys come to his defense.
1: Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's both. Simple. I think. I mean, I think that the narrative about him, a lot of the stuff that's out there about him, that's sort of like more personal in nature, um, is overblown or miscast at least. And then um, you know, then there's obviously plenty of room for criticism in terms of his play on the field. And so, I I don't know, you guys know me. I don't, I mean, I don't care what people do off the field as long as they don't get in trouble or, Mm. you know, if they're, you know, they could be just a regular old Joe that likes to go fishing when they're not, uh, um, you know, at practice or or at the facility or they could be like Sipple and be a TikTok star. Yeah, Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of like, I think it's to each their own on that as long as you have respect in the locker room and for everything that's gone wrong and for all the – talk about it and for you know i mean look a franchise quarterback in the nfl is probably going to be high maintenance in a lot of ways um but as long as you have respect in the locker room then you have a something where you can sort of like work back from and i don't think there's any indication that that russell has anything but you know respect from teammates in the locker room that's frustration when you're 4 and 11 obviously so at least you've got that right i mean when you're talking about how do you sort of Get back on track over the off season or in next year or whatever, like at least you've got something that's not, you know, broken relationship wise, and then you try to build back, you know, what's actually happening on the field.
0: Interesting. Parker Gabriel joins us. Parker obviously worked at the Journal Star covered Nebraska football at an extraordinarily high level. Now is doing the same at the Denver Post covering the Denver Broncos. And your background at Nebraska, some guys on that team, Randy Gregory. Divino Zigbo, right? yeah. they 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 took note of that, right? Um, and so, speaking of respect in locker room, what's what's Gregory like in that setting? What is what is your relationship with Randy Gregory like?
1: Yeah, it's funny, you know. So, Divine, Divine just got uh, cut off the practice squad. Oh, he got cut. Week, oh, but Lamar Jackson's here now too. Mm. Um, That's right. So Lamar Lamar walked in a couple weeks ago and he looked at me. And, I was like, I introduced my reintroduced myself, you know, and he's like, he's like, man, I thought, I thought it was kind of weird that I walked in here and there was somebody that looked familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, there you were. There was, <laughs> um, <laughs> there was Parker. There uh, was Parker. So yeah, I mean, the thing about the thing about Randy, he's, I mean, he's a fascinating guy. I think anybody who was around Nebraska, um, you know, when he was in Lincoln, probably, you know, that, that talked to him in capacity knows that. Obviously. Uh, he had a rough week on, on Christmas. You know, he had two personal fouls, and, um, and they threw a punch after the game. And, and, he, you know, the NFL suspended him, and then it got overturned. So now he's just out basically a full game check. Okay. Um, so it's been a rough stretch for him. It's been frustrating. He's missed 10 weeks with an injury. Um, so it's interesting. One of the things I, I find, you know, sort of, I don't know, it's not shocking, but I, I just was sort of taken aback by his sort of openness about it is, the self-awareness of you know how his career has been so far you know Mm -hmm. he's not um defensive or or sort of like doesn't push back against that Mm -hmm. uh in fact i think he feels a lot of pressure to perform here in denver because of the way his past has been because not only you know obviously the rules about you know marijuana use and all that are different in the nfl now and i think you know attitudes have changed about that um to to a pretty great degree but He's also had injury issues, and so, um, you know, I think he feels pressure to be on the field and perform, which everybody in the NFL does, anybody at any level really does, but um, he's not afraid to sort of talk about that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Husker fans will be be glad maybe to know that in the locker room, especially on Fridays, like maybe not today because the end of the season the coach got fired this week and all that, but uh-huh. over the course of the season, typically Fridays, uh, in the NFL, in the locker room are good days for just sort of, you know, shooting the breeze. Nice. Uh, and there's a lot of college football talk. And so <laughs> with, uh, with Randy and, and divine over the course of the year, there has been a substantial amount of uh, Nebraska talk. There was good. there, I can't tell you how many times I got asked, uh, you know, Hey, what have you heard about the coaching search? Or I was asking those guys, Hey, you know, who's going to get the job or whatever. And so it's been, uh, it's been interesting Nebraska, you know, you can, you can uh, you can you can leave Nebraska, but if, if you've been around Nebraska, it's not going to fully
0: leave you.
2: Right. Love it, love it. Joined by Parker Gabriel of the Denver Post, formerly the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, Parker, you mentioned you know Nathaniel Hackett, so he gets fired before the season even ends, and it started off bad for him. The first game against yeah. Seattle was, it was some questionable decision making, and it got worse throughout the year. Like the guy never really ever figured it out. Um, I'm curious, you, you covered him obviously the whole time. Could you could you tell off the bat this was going to go poorly? What what was your how do you define the Hackett era and how poorly it went? Not even making a full year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that there was some skepticism um, from the time camp started. Just about you know, it was pretty clear the way they handled things. And I'm not. I mean, you guys know me. I'm not people do things different ways and, and I think it can work a lot of different ways. I mean, some people, they hit a lot in camp and they, you know, they have long practices and it's a grind and, you know, other people are a little lighter on their guys early and they ramp up or whatever. And you know, we've had that discussion in Nebraska a lot about what's the, Hey, what's the right way to do things. And the only time you really have that conversation is when it doesn't work. Um, and so you know it, it there was maybe a little bit of skepticism, but in in Seattle, you know the lights come on for the first time, and you make that decision to you know kick a sixty four yard field goal instead of putting the ball in your quarterback's hands on fourth and five with yeah. twenty seconds left. I mean, it just you know and then they defended it, and then the next day back here in in Denver, he said, "Oh yeah, no, I never should have done that and it's like, oh man, this is you know we got we got some things to figure out here yeah. um, and then it was bad again the next week and then. He hired a guy to help with game management in the middle of the season, which I don't, I mean, this is my first year covering the NFL, but nobody around here had ever really seen something like that before on the fly. Um, and now that guy's the interim head coach, you know, 15 weeks later. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Hackett had chances uh, to get some things right. Obviously, you know, uh, Stop me if you're you you know you've heard this before, but they lost a lot of close games. So yeah. the question was always, um, you know, are they close or are they not? Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, when you lose those games all the time, the answer is that you're
0: not. Parker Gabriel joins us from Denver. He works for the Denver Post now. covering the Denver Broncos, we could take this discussion a number of ways. I I I, I want to do this, Parker. I'm wondering about this. You you covered a team in Nebraska where the fan fervor is enormous I mean it's all it's all the time it's all year round what's it like in Denver covering the Broncos in that regard compared to Nebraska the fan fervor the is it constant is the drumbeat constant like it is here <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six.
1: For a limited time, price of participation may vary in US Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Yeah, it is. It is. And is it, it's it? funny that because I don't think that I don't think that it's like that in every NFL market. In fact, I'm I'm pretty confident that it's not. No. Um not in San, but San Diego. But there are Yeah, right. Yeah. No. Yeah, especially since they're in LA now. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> Thank but you. the right, thank you for there's, there's not Parker, fans in L.A. either. Parker so, handled you know. that very gracefully. Well, done. well done, Parker. <laughs> okay, Was that aging gracefully <laughs> yeah. or ungracefully? Uh, a, yeah, probably not. Ungracefully. <laughs> probably
2: ungracefully. <laughs> the, yeah, I don't know that. about
1: – I mean, Oakland might be like that too. You know, <laughs> and in St. Louis as well. Yeah. Just um, like
0: old times, Parker. Just like
1: old times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we just needed Baz
1: here to weigh in. <laughs>
0: All right, keep, keep going. <laughs> so, I'm sorry.
1: There is, a, I mean, there there's a huge following here, and it's an it's a you know it's a lively it's a lively fan base, and then and then you know I'm, there's a lot of parallels to Nebraska, honestly, I, you know it's the same token, that's been set. You know, they won a Super Bowl um, in 2015, and it's been seven you know uh, seven year playoff drought since then. Six straight losing seasons. Uh, they've been through four coaches in that tenure. Um, Jeff Legwald, who covers the team for ESPN. Um, said to me the other day, you know, I say all the time that the only thing this franchise has been good at for the last decade is firing people. Um, and that sounds kind of familiar, honestly. Oh, it, so, does. Um, it does. It's been, there's a lot of interesting parallels, um, find myself, like over the course of the seasons, like wrote a lot of stories on game day, about close losses or heartbreaking losses or some head scratching thing that went wrong, and how many more times can that happen? And yeah, it's all been sort of like uh, a little bit of a bizarro world.
2: It's like you never left Lincoln Parkers the same <laughs> story. It just keeps going for different years. Okay, so I'm curious. So Hack gets out, obviously, you know, bad year for Denver. Still, a lot t- the defense is loaded up with talent. The offense has some guys you like. There was obviously, you mentioned injuries, tons of injuries, but going forward they got to hire a coach for next year you know who who's on your short list of guys Denver should target or you think they might target for the next year
1: yeah that's a great question I mean it's the thing that is 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 a little bit hard to read in all of this is that obviously new owners stepped in in August and bought the team and it's the you know the Walton Penner uh family ownership group I suppose is their formal title and so it's you know, it's it's Walmart money and, yeah. uh, you know, net worth of $65 billion. And Greg Penner, uh, who's the new CEO of the team, part of the ownership family, um, is running the coaching search rather than George Payton, the general manager. And so, you know, you may see some guys like Dan Quinn, for example, mm-hmm. uh, in Dallas, was a finalist for the job uh, last year, mm-hmm. didn't get it, uh, ended up back in Dallas. He's got relationships here. He knows George Payton well. Um, and so he's a guy who like, if Peyton was running the search again, would be sort of like the logical candidate. And he may, he may still well be, um, you know, right in the mix again, but it's one of those situations where with Greg Penner running the search now, you're not exactly sure. So I think, you know, there's a lot of people that wonder about Sean Peyton. It's just going to take a lot. I think at the end of the day to pry him away from the saints, you have to pay the saints and then pay him, um, Money's not an issue, but draft capital is. So you know, I think there's a lot of there's already been some, you know, talk around here. You hear it on the on on the radio and 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 it it makes sense from some you know, from a lot of uh, you know sort of approaches. i I wonder um, if they'll take a swing at Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, he's going to have options uh, in the NFL if he wants them. I think Jim Ursay and the Colts, you know, will try to hire him. He obviously has history there. Um, so we'll see. I mean, there's a guy where he's got the playoff in front of him, obviously, with Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's going to have to decide if what he what he said last year about, you know, um, coming back with uh, passion unknown to mankind and coaching Michigan, you know, for the rest of eternity or whatever, if that's, that's the way it is, or if he wants to be back in the NFL. So, you know, I think it's, those are a couple of guys. I think, you know, if you they've hired three straight first time head coaches, uh, none of whom have worked. And so I think that there's some, you know, there's some skepticism that a first timer is a good idea. Can't do it. If they're going to do that, uh, you know, I think they'll at least probably talk to D'Amico Ryan's, the San Francisco defensive coordinator. That's a guy who any job that comes open this year, people are going to at least want to talk to him. So, you know, uh, there, there, there's him, there's a gyro Evero, the defensive coordinator here. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, another first would be another first time guy. Yeah. So uh, they're going to probably cast a wide net. They've, they've got a few weeks and hopefully we go well under, uh, 72 days.
0: Yeah. I was reading Parker, your candidate list that you had in the Denver post and it's striking to me. And this is no, I'm not taking a shot at a guy like Brian Callahan or Avero but man, you have Jim Harbaugh on one end or Dan Quinn, fifty two year old Dan Quinn, fifty-eight year old Jim Harbaugh, guys who have guys who have led led the big ship. I, I just yep. that's the guy that you need in Denver. Not a forty two year old scheme magician.
1: Right. Right? Yeah yeah, I, I mean I, I tend to agree with you. I and and I just my thing is, you know, but I, I also simple on the other hand, like I've I've also likened it to, to drafting for need, you know. You yeah. can yeah. You can It can be too much of the going from, you know, Polini to Mike Riley. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be too much of like, you know, oh, thank goodness we needed a tackle and we got one and you passed up on, uh, you know, Jamar Chase or whatever. You know, yeah, there's, okay. yeah. you can you can get it wrong by saying this is what we don't have and this is what we need. You just got to find the best person for the job. But yeah, I mean, if you're asking me like, who's a better fit for Denver's roster as it is right now. And it's a first time head coach or even a guy like Frank Reich who had a winning record in, in Indianapolis. Like I do think that experience is going to count uh, in this search and you know, we'll see where it goes.
0: Listen to how good Parker uh, sounds. I love, I love Parker.
2: Parker's great. Last thing, Parker, I, I want this of an outsider perspective, not you're you your Broncos insider. I want to ask an outsider perspective question because you were obviously used to work in Lincoln. You're now in Colorado College football one one second but one college football question Matt Rule head coach of Nebraska Deion Sanders head coach of Colorado as whoa, an outsider whoa, now whoa, Parker whoa, whoa. your thoughts on both those hires
1: I, you know what's funny Jake is I think not to sound all you know all like a like a softie or anything but I, I to me like they both sort of fit for what they were going for yeah. you know like I don't know who could have who could have Colorado hired. That would have given them the boost that Deion Sanders gave sure. them, just from the, like a public profile. Not, very many, people, like, not, many, not very
0: many people. Not very many people. Maybe a couple, but not very many.
1: And who? And and with Nebraska, then it, uh, you get the you know sort of program builder, a guy who's done it before and it's worked multiple times, and you have every reason to think that that it'll work in some form or fashion. Maybe, you know, and if not right away, then over the course of time. And so I just like, I mean, I, I think both schools did. About as well as they could have, yeah, um, yeah, and that doesn't guarantee it's going to work. Obviously, we've been down that road too many times to say, "Oh, they did as well as they could have," and so success is preordained, you know. But they, they've done as well as they could have, I think, given the circumstances. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I mean, what? What? just don't don't forget to pick me up when you roll into town in September. Oh, okay, Parker, uh, Parker, all right. Um, yeah. That's going to be a pretty good one,
0: Parker. You want to go to that game? Yeah,
1: come on. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, you, I mean, you know. Will you be I mean, able maybe to? Maybe you could have me. Uh, you know, maybe you could have me uh, write the the notebook or something. Like, <laughs> <where> <laughs> we could, used to work at the Lincoln Star Journal. <laughs> we, <or to> now. <laughs> we could we could double byline a
0: notebook, Parker. <laughs> oh, for old times' <laughs> Parker, you're the best, Parker. Are yeah. you doing some radio out there? Are you doing yeah, some radio? Good question. Okay. Are you doing some radio? What, that they have you I'm on. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You should cuz you're really good on the radio. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Oh, thank you.
2: Parker, great stuff as always. We we miss you. We'll talk to you more hopefully more often than we've done, which is none this year besides today. He's been a little busy. I know, but the off season's coming up. He's got a coaching search, We'll maybe we'll yeah. talk to him when the when the hires made. Yeah. Parker, enjoy God your new year you. and we'll chat with you again next year.
1: All right, that sounds good. Hey, Simple, if we write a double byline notebook <laughs> at some point in the press box, I'm going to look at you. You know you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say, shut oh, yeah. up, Siple. Yes, you are, as you should. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there he goes. Parker Gabriel. Oh, I miss Denver those days. Post.
0: Double byline in the notebook. Yeah. Baz, oh, my God. if I, What did I say that was wrong? I said something about the Chargers being in San Diego. Yeah, you did. And Parker handled it very He did. Well, yep. Baz would not have handled that well. He would have said something like, you are a moron. God. (laughs) It (laughs) would have been really funny. We all would have laughed. (sighs) Good times. Wasn't that fascinating? He's got a fascinating job. I mean, he basically runs the coverage for the Denver Post.
2: I mean, I know that as He does. Parker runs
0: it. I know you want
2: to have a team that's successful when you cover them. But think about Parker. I mean, he goes in there. They hire a new coach when he gets out to Denver. Yeah. They get Russell Wilson. Okay, oh, here we go. Big year ahead. Yeah. And it was an utter disappointment. They I mean, they sucked this year. And so he gets to cover another coaching search, now realizing, okay, does Russ have anything left in the tank? Mm-hmm. We have all this money, all these draft picks that were tied into yeah. him.
0: Here's a good thing, though. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's covered. Yeah, it's not gone well. I mean, he covered a train wreck at Nebraska, and now he's kind of covered one at Denver, but it's an intriguing train wreck. (laughs) They're both intriguing. Right. I mean, it's really interesting. Like, that's one of the most interesting storylines going in the NFL right now. Russ, can Russ get back to where Russ was? If Russ doesn't get back to where Russ was, then what? How does it, we didn't even ask him. He's writing a Sunday story about how, Attractive that job is or isn't? Could you can you go get a Jim Harbaugh right now? Is Harbaugh going to say no? I'm not touching that. I mean, they got problems at quarterback. I'm not touching that job. Would a guy like Harbaugh look at that and say that? How will how would Russ himself affect who you can get there? Yeah, you know, Dan Quinn has Dan Quinn won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator in Seattle with Russ playing. Maybe Dan Quinn makes the most sense because he's on the defensive side, but also because he's been a head coach. He went to the Super Bowl with Atlanta. They had 28 to 3, blew. Right, it.
2: But he was in the yeah, he had a great chance to 28 win 28
0: to 3. Dan Quinn's a good football coach. He'd I be think a good hire there. I think you got to go get You're not going to get Sean Payton, okay? You're not going to get Sean Payton. You know that, right? Cuz he wants to bring Fangio
2: with and Fangio was already the head coach. He got fired in So
0: you got to if you're that ownership group, you got to go get Harbaugh or Quinn. Not Brian Callahan. No.
2: Brian Callahan, is, that's a revolt by the fan
0: base. Not Ivero, their, their 41-year-old defensive coordinator. you got to go get a uh, an experienced hand, a Dan Quinn, a Harbaugh, maybe well, a Leslie sit. Frazier, maybe a Leslie Frazier. That might – 63 years old, though. I don't know if that's where, the, the route you want to go. It's It, it can work. Um, but I, those are the two guys I'd look at, Quinn well, and Harbaugh. Think, think about – when they won their
2: Super Bowl seven years ago, they had a guy that had a lot of experience, John Fox. John Fox. Came from the Panthers where he was successful, a longtime successful leader of men. Leader
0: of men. Peyton Thank
2: Manning you. just needed a guy that wasn't was not going to be in the way. John Fox realized that. Says, I'm a you know, you're a great quarterback. I'm a great coach. Let's make this happen. Well, they don't have that. They don't, they don't have, have it. They, but they
0: don't have the quarterback. But the team. point is
2: they didn't get a, a first year head coach. Right. They went right. to a guy that's
0: respected in the industry. Right, nothing against Brian Callahan or Ashiro Averro. nothing against those guys. It's just not what that franchise needs right now. In fact, fact, Brian Callahan's Bill's boy, Bill's son. He's done a great job. He's the he's the OC for Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. You know who he is. Yes, he's thirty eight years old though. Never been in a never been a head coach. Yeah, that's not what I he don't think want. you need that
2: right now. No. They need a guy who's been there.
0: I mean, I'm really impressed with Brian Callahan. But not that's not the I guy think, you go I to think for that Dan
2: job. Your guy. But if not, why I want, not Harbaugh? But up next, we're gonna talk about Jim Harbaugh. Right. When we come back, in early break in the ticket.